You're listening to Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Dockerty. Welcome to the Veeam Partner Perspectives podcast. I'm Eric Dockerty. My guest today is Drew Schwartz, a fellow technical partner manager in the channel here at Veeam. Drew, welcome to the show. Can you share a little bit about your background and what your current role is at Veeam? Thanks for having me, Eric. I uh, appreciate it. Um, I've been at Veeam for about five years now. Um, I actually came uh, from the user, from the administrator side. Um, so I've had pretty much the full diversity of a background when it comes to Veeam, um, an administrator, a user, and then, you know, uh, as far as architecting it, designing it, deploying it, and, and now, you know, advising and, and training on it. It's been, it's been a, a wild ride with Veeam for many, many years now. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I, I, it's kind of funny. I forgot you and I have almost the same anniversary. You're, you're going to hit five just before I hit five. I hit, no, I actually hit five. Oh, you, I have uh, hit five. Okay. Yeah, I hit five cool. in March this year. Oh, and I'm October. So yeah, we're a half month apart. I remember. And you were one of the people I met with at a partner on my first day. I remember that too. Yes. So that was very cool <laughs> up in uh, New Jersey area. Yes. So what we wanted to talk about today are the hands-on labs that we've built um, really came out of a need that was starting even before COVID happened back in 2020. We started seeing a need to have a better and faster way to demo things. And we you know, out of a necessity to do it for partners to get them able to be educated, we got things started. So um, we started with simple things like backup for 365. And today we have quite a lot going on. Can you take us through a little bit of the evolution of what the program is now? Certainly. Um, so when, when the lab started, this is before um, we were really uh, fully involved. Uh, it, it was it, got, it had gone on for a while. It was kind of the culmination of what Lab Wars became and then when this was actually spun off, um, it, it was something where we just started, like you said, with a few little ones. Um, we created a, a VBR or backup and replication lab, which kind of went through all of the basics of it, the things that you're going to do as an administrator or a user. And um, it was well received. So we started building out some more of the functionality within there. Um, CDP or the continuous data protection, um, LHR, the Linux hardened repository, um, Oracle, um, Active Directory, we have pretty much everything in there. So we kind of broadened out the spectrum of what we what we were initially offering. I think the idea of having a demo lab that we can utilize with our partners to be able to show them, not only is here's how you play with it, but instead of worrying about, well, you can't do anything to it or don't modify it, you can go in there, you can break anything you want. It doesn't make a difference. It really gives partners the ability to to play with it and, and try to mess with things to see what it can do. Yeah, I, I know I've been a huge fan of it for multiple things. So just for full disclosure, Drew and I are both part of the team that um, manage, create and all that for the hands-on labs in the Americas. So uh, if we both talk like we know what we're talking about, that would be why. <laughs> I'm usually just the host, but here we go. Um, but I, I, I'm loving to seeing the different ways that people are starting to use them. One of my favorite things to do is I use it for certification training. Um, because a lot of times what happens is people take the class, their labs from the class expire, and maybe they have a lab in their office or at home they can use. Many times they do not. You know, we can always give them an NFR key to play with, but at the same time, you have to have something to run that on. And if they don't have it, it gives us the opportunity to say, hey, go in, use this lab. And again, like you said, blow it up any way you like. Try the things in the lab. If you're not sure what will happen, click that button. 
that's that's kind of the point of it is uh, a lot of the partners and when i came from the partner world we had labs as well but they were labs where you can kind of show things off but you can't really do anything there's no room yeah you don't really know how everything's set up um and having this environment where it really doesn't make a difference what you do um it makes it a lot easier for for partners to be able to actually really demo different features where customers want to see individual pieces of things that maybe they can't offer in the lab, but in their labs, but with what we have, we can show it off and even connect it to their environment if they want to just to do a test, you know, as far as the cloud-based stuff goes. Yeah. That, and that's a really cool thing. And I know I have a lab at home and the number one thing I spend time doing in that is installing updates and troubleshooting why I can't connect to it. <laughs> Not just from a Veeam perspective, but everything. Cause it's like you, you use it every couple months. And I know that's the case. I've talked to a lot of partners I'm like, yeah, we have a lab, but I end up, you know, I have an afternoon to work on it. I spend three and a half hours installing up mandatory updates and a half hour actually trying to get some work done. And then two months later, I get back to it. This is ready to go, patched, current, kept up to date so that they can just get to work and do what they want to do. Yeah. You have a customer that is looking to back up their AWS environment, let's say, um, and they need to make sure they can protect it, but they want to make sure that what we do, it fits their needs, which mm -hmm. obviously is what customers want to do. And that's what partners want to help with. Well, they might not want to install this stuff in their environment or in their VPC or anywhere that's close to what they have just to, for regulation and just for testing. They just want to see. Spin up a lab, install the software, connect it to your environment, back it up, play with it. And then when you're done, it's deleted. There's nothing left over. It's a perfect test environment for anything pretty much. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think it's something, it's, it's a key thing that it does is it can cut out time in the sales cycle for pilots and POCs, because if somebody can get in there and want to test something, it saves so much time compared to all the hoops you usually have to jump through in order to put a pilot into somebody's live production. Um, this gets you that much closer to the sale. You can show them that it actually does what they're saying, you know, what we say the product will do. You can show that in a matter of hours as opposed to an entire planning process for a, uh, for a POC or, or a pilot. Realistically, weeks to minutes at this point, if we wanted to do something. That's a good point. Yeah. And I, you know, that should be appealing to anybody at a partner, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's short exactly. sales cycle. I, I know probably the first time we'll get a salesperson's attention on this podcast. It's usually kind of technical, but, <laughs> but that's really an important thing. And we've, we've done something. So we have like for the majority of the products, I'll say majority. I mean, the other thing to keep in mind with this, that I'll get back to that is that everybody who works on these, this is a side gig for us within Veeam. This was all born out of being a side gig. So when you send the support to, you know, v, uh, an HOL support, it's going to a group of us who have day jobs. But we started doing this because we saw the need, we enjoy doing it, and uh, we like to see the value that it's been providing. It's been a nice uh, uh, little bit of an ego boost, I'll say, for all of us to be able to work on this and, uh, and see the value that people have found with it and the different ways they found value. And that's what I wanted to talk about too, was we're starting to see some different things. So we have majority of the products so you go through and go through step by step of what the product can do but we're also starting to do something a little different now that we're getting more engaged with product marketing and sales and that's coming up with scenarios and drew you just came up with a cool one with the sales team that i wanted to uh, have you talk about a little bit sure this is great so what we've always done in these labs is it's been a basic vmware configuration and you know backup and replication you go in, you configure it, you add a repo, you add a proxy, you add the, v the VMware environment, you back stuff up, you play with it, you delete it, um, which is nice for engineers, which is nice for technical people that, you know, know how to do things and want to get their hands on the keyboard. But when you have salespeople, when you have 
um, the people that really don't want to see the technical things, they just want to see it work and they want to see it in action. Well, we've developed this secondary lab type where we're calling it an advanced lab, if you will, where we have an entire environment built out. Um, backup and replication is completely built out. Veeam 1 is completed and installed and running and collecting data. Uh, the recovery orchestrator is running and has failover plans set up. We have backup set up. We have a um, CDP backup, sure backup, everything running and set up and going. So that way we can go in there and do real life environment type scenarios, like you said, um, to be able to show off what it can do as far as the practical part rather than the engineering part of it. And the ransomware lab that we have actually just built and just released on uh, Veeam.com it is fantastic because you go in and it's a story. It involves you in the life of an administrator that was hit with ransomware. And they have, there's a few different tasks that they have to perform to recover data from a web server and a NAS and a few other things just to be able to show the ease of use and how simply and quickly we can recover from all of these different problems. But not only to show that kind of thing, but to be able to actually have the, the user be immersed in the environment to be able to actually do the work, to do the restore, rather than just clicking and watching screenshots or a video in the demo. This gives them the hands-on, which really makes them feel like they actually did something, which which kind of makes them feel you know like they've accomplished something, which is really nice for kind of everybody in the long run. Yeah. And again, like you said, taking that, that whole concept there, it immerses them in what they're actually going to do if they move forward with a purchase, taking that sales cycle and reducing you know eight hours or days down to minutes. Uh, you know, a couple hours spent with the lab and all of a sudden you pretty much know everything it can needs to do for your environment because we've we've thought of so many of the things. I'm sure there are others and we're always taking feedback from people and what else they'd like to see. But I think that these scenario based ones are a cool direction that we're going with them. And I, I expect we're probably going to see more as, as time goes by. Oh, absolutely. There's been a lot of ideas kicking around on what we're going to do with that. But when, in relation to what you actually just said, when we look at a partner who is talking to a customer and they are looking at CDP or trying to get to, you know, synchronous or near synchronous replication, and they're looking at a few different things. Well, if they mention that this is what they're doing, the partner should be able to know, I can spin up a lab and we can get CDP up and running and show you exactly how it works within 20 minutes to be able to actually not only demo it, but to show you how it works and then be able to break it if you want and then fix it. And yep. not have to affect any environment, which is really, really a nice selling point, like you said. Yeah, that's usually the slowest thing of a POC or a pilot is that getting permission to touch production data. Yikes. Oh, jeez. Uh, nobody wants to do that. And then the security team has to get involved before you can even do the pilot. You do it in this contained environment. We can have the conversations with security, but they can be further down the road. You can make your decisions and know that you're a front runner for, for a solution before you have to have those kind of conversations with people instead of having them early and spending a lot of time on something that may end up being a no-go. The demonstration of functionality is the most important piece of what we're able to accomplish with this, I think. I agree. I totally agree. Um, I And it's it's gone. It goes without saying because of the number of labs that we have now. I mean, what are we up to, like 14 or 15? <laughs> I think so. For the partners, it's, it's crazy. So partners can get to the labs through ProPartner. Under the uh, engineering section, there's a hands-on labs uh, link that'll take you to a page that allow you to launch any of the labs. And there's some labs there that aren't available to the public page because they're there just for partners to learn some things. For example, our health check tool. It's a quick little lab. It's not a huge deal to do it, but it's so valuable because we, you know, we've leaned heavily into health checks over the past year, as most partners will know. And if we can get the partners involved, 
all the better for us. That was a fun lab to write, I have to admit, because I had a few of my partners were coming to me and saying they wanted to do a best, best you know, health, um, health checks or a best practices assessment. And what can we do during the time during these times we, we released this product? But it's really, it's in GitHub and a lot of people might not be really familiar with that and they really don't know how it works. And even with instructions, it could be kind of challenging. So having the ability to go in a lab and do the entire process from start to finish makes it a lot easier and makes partners more confident if they have to go out to do it for customers. So it mm -hmm. gives them that confidence to be able to actually go out and say, oh, I've done this before, even though they may not have done it in a live environment, but they did it already. So yeah. it actually shows the, the benefit of it. To me, it, it, it almost is like a checkbox say, okay, this, this partner can be trusted to go do health checks in the Veeam way. Um, with It's like if you do the Veeam 1 and the Veeam health checks, you probably have covered just about everything that you need to know in order to how to do a health check for us. Absolutely. Um, which is funny because I'm running a partner event. We'll talk about that in a second too. I'm running a partner event to train some partners across, across my partners to uh, do those two tools with the intent that they'll use it for that. And... So that's one of the things that this is great for is doing group training events at partners. We do that frequently with our partners. Um, either we do them virtually or you get together at some place with Wi-Fi and uh, tap so that everybody has something to drink afterwards. And uh, so we've done a few of those. Um, it's a great way for people to learn the product that may, and there's a lot that never have touched it that get in there. Um, and in addition to the partners, Again, with the sales tool, even if they're not sure, say perfect example that always comes up and is always successful is the 365 lab. It's one of the first ones we built. It was also still one of the most popular, but it, um, we have basically white space accounts that customers get together or I'm sorry, partners get together a bunch of customers on a call. You do a couple minutes of slides on 365 backup, then they go do it. And I can't tell you how many solid leads come out of those events. If you have a dozen people in there, you'll get three or four. Absolutely. And one thing I've noticed that we use this for as well is uh, in my partners, especially is when a new engineer comes in and they're onboarding them to bring them in and into all the new technologies, you know, instead of drinking from the fire hose, which is what they're doing. Um, they always end up contacting us, you know, the, the different vendors to let them know, hey, here's a new guy that we brought in. We always try to get them go to our VBR lab. Just take a look at it, run through it. It'll explain everything and what it does. Yeah. And people would much rather do that than watch 90 minutes of videos and uh, maybe learn something out of that or downloading a 50 page book and reading it or something like that. I, I know I'd personally rather do something than read something or watch a video. Hands-on um, is always the preferred way to do training if possible, I think. I totally agree. I know all kinds of people learn differently, and uh, but I think the majority, yeah, the hands-on, just the numbers alone. I mean, some of the numbers that we've seen of these labs. Like for example, we ran a, a big session of hands-on labs at VeeamON this past year. Drew and I were both administrators for that on, on site in Miami. Busy days. We were pretty busy all the time, weren't we? Oh my goodness. That was, yeah, that was about a, you know, 10, 10 to nine every day getting everything running. We, yeah. the, the, the good part is, is that everybody really seemed to enjoy them and they kept coming back and doing multiple labs, which was really what was key. Kind of showed that people really enjoyed it. Yeah, what were the numbers? It was, it was upwards of a thousand labs done in just a few days of VMON, both on on prem and virtually. That's a lot of contact with with partners and customers. Absolutely, and it was enough that our area next year will be much bigger, so we will be able to have more people running these labs at the same yes. time. We almost always had a 
we had 10 seats and all 10 were always full. And there were always at least five people lingering around waiting for the next person to be done. Cause it was first come first serve. Um, but people were patient. They came back. They spent a lot of time. They talked to us, asked questions. It was, uh, I, I, I was thrilled with the experience at it. So that's two years in a row. We've done it in person at VMON and we'll be doing it again at the, um, upcoming event in October that's been rebranded and I can never remember what it is. The official announcement hasn't been put out yet, but our usual semi-annual update. The uh, not VMON update, update. Yes. Something with, I was, I was calling it the security extravaganza. I'm not sure, <laughs> but it's, uh, but it's, a, it's going to be a little different, but we're going to have hands-on labs with that again. And, uh, we may or may not have a 12A lab, but there, I know that we all have our votes. So we're, we're our goal is to have a 12A lab and show off some of the cool new features in there too. Yes, we're not important enough to get any of those actual software bits until everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was told a date today. So I was, give, I was given that by people who know over in Europe. So very nice. I was given a date. I'm not going to say it here, but I was given a date, at least a month. <laughs> and there will be enough time for us to build the lab so you can start to narrow that down. We should um, be able to have the beta lab coming up for that. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that should be. And I'm looking forward to that. And to go back to, we were talking about the the uh, sales promo that you put together. There's a lot of different groups. These are getting attention, not only, again, from people for training and education, but different groups that you wouldn't even think of that are trying to find ways to use these as a tool to get more attention to products, to solutions, and to get attention away from competitors and back over to us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the uses for these labs have gone far farther than I had ever thought. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are really have a great imaginations to be able to figure out ways to have classrooms where they could have 20 people running a lab and have everybody involved in it. I mean, it's amazing. Some of the stories I've seen on LinkedIn and I've heard from various people internally um, just talking about the amount of success that they've had with that. It's great. Yeah, it's it's something that as not only as SEs in a selling role, but the salespeople as well should remember that this should be part of the sales process. And I try to make all of my partner managers run through at least one of these labs just so they can see what they're doing. Yeah. Some of the salespeople haven't really played with the product, and this is actually a great opportunity for them to see what they're talking about. It's nice to talk about a product, but to be able to know it and say, well, I touched it, yeah. it's pretty good. We did that a year ago, maybe a little longer. I'd lost track of time in my life, but um, we did that with an inside sales team here at Veeam and it was the 365 lab. And I remember talking to a bunch of them afterwards and they're like, I've been talking about this stuff for over a year and now it finally makes sense what the words are that have been scripted to come out of my mouth. <laughs> so they were very thrilled to be able to actually speak intelligently and be able to say, yeah, I've done that. And it also gives them one of those if I can do it, anybody can do it kind of moments too. Cause they're like, I'm not technical. I'm a salesperson, but I've, I could make this go. So when you talk about a simple solution, it's pretty good uh, evidence right there. Yeah. These labs are pretty much from beginner all the way up. Even if you have no experience, if you can type and you understand what the enter key on the keyboard is, you should be able to do it. It's the truth. It's the truth. And I think that's good because it also helps. It's not just then, um, focused on the folks that are in the data center or managing the cloud subscriptions at a partner, the, you can go up the ladder as well and get their involvement as well and let them see what it really does and, and how it works as opposed to just reading bullets off a data sheet. Yeah. And sometimes when you have partners that are doing POCs or demos or more POCs really for customers, you have the security team in there trying to hack it, trying to break it. 
you know, you have different teams in there playing with these things. Well, in these labs, you can do that as well. And you can really actually actively attack things if you want to see what the you know, security and the protection is. Test all the lockdowns. We have we have hardening cookbooks for the products. If you don't want to attempt that on your production environment first to see how it really works, do it in a lab. Yeah. Might be an idea for a lab. I'll have to think about that, won't we? Very true. <laughs> yeah, that's the way that these things go. Um, so I talked about how to access the labs a little bit. So we have a public page that I can never remember the link for from that customers can get to. And then we have the private one for uh, partners. There also, I just found out today, I guess we just found out that there's a link on the main 365 page now to our when you actually, when you, the button to download the product right next to it is to try in lab, which gives customers the ability to actually download, not only download the product, but while it's downloading, spin up a lab and play with it before they even install it, which is, which is tremendous to me. I mean, what's funny is a lot of our web people and our corporate people, I'm not really sure marketing, I'm not sure who that would be, but they are utilizing this stuff more and more on the website. And then we find kind of find out about it when somebody tells us about it. And it's like, hey, did you see this? It's like, no, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm thrilled for it. And, you know, it just it keeps us again. It's a side job for all of us, but it keeps us excited about it. So it's it's a good thing. We have a pretty good sized crew of folks that are working on this now, too. I'd say we have a what a solid half dozen. Oh, easily. Just yeah. as part of the core. If you team don't count the, yeah, the core team. And then if you think about the QA folks, we, we try to get our engineers, as many of them involved with different backgrounds in QA because they're good at finding stuff. We stare at it too long, can't find the bugs anymore because we can see through them. Yeah, I tend to find the most anal people we can find that work with us and make them test it. And then they <laughs> the ones that drive apart. us nuts day in and day out. Then we let, like, you're perfect for this. They give the best feedback. Yeah, that's for sure. Get in there and pick nits. Yeah, <laughs> that works That works for me all the time too. And it's it's been really good. And just the evolution of how we manage it. It was just, it used to be a couple of us around a table. Now we've got processes. It's like, it's a development process now. So well, it's like it's like any company. If anybody was a customer, a user, you know, when when management said we need change management, that's when you knew you were getting big. Mm-hmm. So when we when we invoked that, that was pretty important for <laughs> that us. That was a big so step. Was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's been it's been really great to to see the evolution of this. So what do you think is going to be the next step for it? Obviously, we've we've got these new ideas for it. Is there anything that you see? moving forward that we haven't done or tried, or, you know, I know that everybody has different visions and that's why I'm thankful that other teams are getting involved with their ideas. I think the next iterations of what we're going to be doing um, really are waiting until 12A come out. Um, The object storage backup and other things that are in there are are, are tremendous and easily um, replicable or demoable in in these labs Um, using our, 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 our um, object storage at Wasabi being able to actually utilize that to show um, exactly what we can do, not only to protect, but to also store that data kind of both ways um, it is going to be nice. And then when we have integration where we're doing backup and replication with AWS or Azure or Google um, to be able to fully integrate every single component that we have in the theme data platform, which should be by the end of this year, we should have a lot more stuff in there. It's pretty exciting. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I, I agree with you on, on the exciting part. You also built one of the cool labs for one of our unique products that not everybody, they know, they maybe know it's there, but I know that we're still trying to build the buzz around it. That's the Salesforce lab. Um, and that we found, I know I found, I think you have too. There's no better way to learn how to do all the things in a product than to build one of these labs. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I'm not good with Salesforce. We use it internally and everyone yells at me because my reports are awful and I don't really know what I'm doing in there. But I know how to protect it very well now because <laughs> more of, of, of building this lab. Um, it, it's one of those unique products where customers don't need it unless they need it. And they'll know they need it because they'll need it. Um, but when customers actually have Salesforce and partners are out there talking to them, um, the, the idea of, well, how do you protect your Salesforce? It, it's the same conversation that customers had or partners had with customers a couple of years ago. And they're still having about 365. Um, Salesforce is the same way. And being able to actually say, well, we can protect it. It's like, oh, well, I already do that. You don't even have to worry about talking them into it or trying to convince them. Let me show you what it does. And then you spin up a lab, you show the customer what it does, and they're impressed. And that really, really leads to a lot more uh, sales because it helps the customer visualize that not only, okay, it does what it says it does, but it, it does it easily. And it's with that same Veeam secret sauce, if you will. Yep. Yeah. And that's, I, I did this actually, I did a session for, for multiple partners just to train up some of the, the SEs on it. And I had people on there who I know are not Salesforce admins or anything. And they loved that lab because it was a different product. It's not something they talk about all the time, but now, you know, they don't need to know how to talk. They don't need to be a Salesforce genius, but they can go in and show and talk about why it's important, how easy it is to do. And the, you know, the small amount of effort it takes to get it running because they've done it firsthand now. And how else could you do that? Building your own Salesforce test environment and building the servers and everything can, get, can be a hassle. Yeah, and having a sandbox created and configuring it and getting the APIs set up and not running over limits with your APIs because depending on how customers have it set up, there could be limits that are relatively small. Um, utilizing this in a lab just shows the 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 idea of what you can do without having to go through all that complex uh, yeah. configurations and setups and, and having to deal with Salesforce, which is never really that. Or the easy. Salesforce administrator and say, you got to make all these changes so we can test this product. And they say no, which yeah. is the right answer, honestly. But so yeah. do it do it in a dummy environment where you don't have to worry about blowing stuff up. We welcome yeah. you. Well, really don't blow it up. It's more work for you. Don't do that. Uh. <laughs> and, and when partners are dealing with customers that have Salesforce environments, especially robust Salesforce environments, it's the easy question that can lead to something. And this is the demo that, that can show exactly what it can do. Yeah. Yeah. You could sit there and talk about it all day, but you know, but I, but if, if a pic, if a picture is worth a thousand words, then a video is worth a million and actual hands-on demo is infinite. That's... I, I would go gazillion. Myself gazillion. Right I like there. gazillion. That's a good number. <laughs> it's a good round number. I like that. Yep. <laughs> so Drew, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me today. I, I think that of all the things for the partners that we've put together over the last few years, I think this is one of the most important ones we've done because it's not only just to educate them, like we pointed out, we want to make sure that's the takeaway people get. Build events, build, build lead gen events around these labs. Use them to shorten your sales cycles get the customers involved, get them excited about it by doing it. Um, I don't think there's anything we've come out with on the partner side in the last few years that's as important as what this has become. Didn't see it coming when we started. but No, exactly. And, and the, <laughs> the, the, the amount of opportunities or the amount of, or the, the, the total amount of things that can be done with this with customers is endless to the, the events, the opportunities, the, the, the way that multiple customers can all get together in an event and all run through these labs and learn everything they want about individual things, it, it makes it so much easier for the partner engineers to be able to actually go out and try to sell everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. So please use these tools. I think they're some of the most important ones out there. If you take anything away from this, the, uh, the way you get started, talk to your local Veeam partner team, be that the PMs, the TPMs, they all know how to do that. Um, contact other folks at Veeam. If you want to set up a customer event, the sales teams at Veeam would be more than happy to help you get people in seats and, and get that set up as well. Uh, the SEs are all trained on how to run these, these events as well. So, uh, use them, use them often. The more you use them, the more budget we get to do more with it. So <laughs> keep, keep going, keep, keep using those. There's a thousand that beam on this year. We're going to do 2000 next year. That's the goal. Absolutely. I really appreciate your time today. This was a lot of fun and, uh, you know, let's go build some more labs, right? Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. And it's been, it's been a great ride with you for the past five years. That's for sure. I Looking know. forward to more. Me too. Let's keep going. Take I care. Buddy. All right, man. Thanks. This has been Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Doherty. Thank you for listening.